Billy Decker is here today, one of the coolest guys in audio. He's going to talk about his template system and why you need to be working faster and living life a little bit harder. All right, stick around. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being here. I'm Adam Claremont, and this is The Adam Claremont Show where we talk about all things audio, how to build and grow your career with actionable advice from myself and from others. And while we're talking about building your career, why don't you head over to adamclaremont.com slash client list. I've got a free guide for you that just gives you those first steps on how to build your client list. You may have been looking at some other people who are, are working in the field and think, man, I want that client or I want that project. You're just not really sure what first steps to take or how to get to the next level in your game. AdamClaremont.com slash clientless. I'd love for you to have it. It'll detail you uh, just exactly how to do that and help you get going for the next thing. All right. So that out of the way, let me introduce my next guest. And I'm very excited to introduce Billy Decker. Now, Billy is a mix engineer. If you don't know, you should. Out of Nashville, Tennessee, who is mixed for some of country's biggest artists like Sam Hunt, Rodney Atkins, Dustin Lynch, Chris Young, so many more. The guy's got over, no, he's got 16 number ones right now to his credit. That's just Nashville. We're not even including some of the other ones. You know, I don't even want to think about how many, we triple digits, maybe. <laughs> but Billy, Billy is known for his speed and loud drums and all things great with audio. He's even recently published a book titled Template Mixing and Mastering the Ultimate Guide to Achieving a Professional Sound. And he's certainly the expert on that topic. We're going to get into that shortly. He's also considered by many to be one of the most authentically kind humans in the business. I think you're going to pick up on that real soon. So with that, Billy, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day and, and talking with us. Adam, I hate people. I hate doing interviews. I hate audio. I hate this. <laughs> I hate you. I don't even want to be. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Thank you for having me. There's your authenticity yeah, there right there. <laughs> yeah, there's your authenticity. Take that and shove it. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. That's good, man. Uh, I really it. Thank you for having it. me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Big fan well, of the show. I've, I'm honored that you asked me to be on it. Uh, that's kind of you to say. That's kind of you to say. You know, I mean, I got to say, Billy, um, you know, I'm always talking about efficiency on this show. You know, if there's something that will save me 30 seconds out of my day, I'm all over it. Um, that's just part of my game. I love little life hacks, whether it's in, you know, the business or just life, you know, just to get the most out of what we're doing. And, you know, I've been, that's been a pursuit of mine for years and I've been talking about this and I, I came across to you several years ago in some more interviews and I just started hearing more and more about, you know, how fast you are and, and the templates and everything. And man, it just clicked. And I just started to double down on what I was doing daily based on what you were saying. So for me to be able to talk with you right now, it's, it's a huge honor and real thrill for me. Oh, well, thank you. I came up with that whole, I don't want to say speed necessarily, because a lot of people have a negative connotation. If you're flying right. through something, they're like, oh, you don't care about something. You don't care. But I literally wanted to make more time so I could waste more time, have more time to waste and play, you know? <laughs> so I That's had right. two young kids back in the day, and I, I was one of those... 12 hour a day guys easy you know first in at the studio back in the tracking era 
uh, setting up mics, tearing down. I never had an assistant, so I was a one-man show, and I was recording demos, overdubbing them, and mixing them here in Nashville when the machine was really going back in the yeah. mid-'90s, early-2000s. And I was a, a workaholic. I, I couldn't figure out how to balance. And, and I just got done watching Cobra Kai with my wife, the Miyagi karate yeah. sequel, and it's it, – <laughs> Literally, it's all about balance. If if one thing is out, if you're working too much, your home life is screwed up. If your home life is good, you're probably broke because you ain't working enough, you know? Yeah. So if you can figure out how to balance stuff, uh, kudos to you. And that's the exact reason why I just figured out I need to work faster and more efficiently so I could enjoy the better things in life. Yeah, that's right. And it's funny you mentioned that too, you know, workaholic. I don't know what it is about what we do. I mean, clearly you love what you do. You as know? do as I, do most. I mean, it, it this is a paid hobby. You got to admit. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's the it's the most fun thing on the planet. I can't think of something that's more fun to do, which makes that sort of addiction that much harder to 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 step away from and go, well, right. what else is there? And what else is there? Well, there's family, there's friends, there's traveling, there's actual life right beyond work ipas whiskey uh you forgot talking my language (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah things that don't always go great in the studio we see them right but (laughs) exactly but so i mean it's it's no wonder why you know there it's you know we as a sort of culture in our, our business it's just this workaholism you know 18 plus hour days sometimes and it's always you know get it to me yesterday right and and it's not really conducive to to just saying, "Hey, I'm clocking out at five. I'll talk to you tomorrow." Mm-hmm. That just blows some people's minds. Yet, is that kind of your schedule? Are you out at five or around that time, or what's your day? You know, a long time ago, I figured out there's nothing that needs to be done on the weekend that can't wait for Monday morning, where I could come in before the record companies in Nashville. All the record companies open at ten o'clock. So it's an easy day, 10 to about 5 or so. So there is no reason why I need to come in and slave all weekend when I could come in and get my butt out of bed at 7.30, get down to the studio, which I used to do when the kids were little. I'd drop them off at school. I'd be at the studio at 8 o'clock and have half my day done before the record companies even opened up. And that's what kind of made me go, hmm, I can actually work faster, more efficient, get out and be home for dinner. So now my... Two kids are grown. Uh, one's still in college. I've got two sons. Now, I, I say that on purpose. My daughter's all... One interview, I have a son and a daughter. I'm totally joking. And my daughter's <laughs> the one in college, and I slipped and said, yeah, my two sons. And to this day, she has never let lived uh. that down or let me live it down. So it, it's kind of a joke. So uh, today on this podcast, I have two daughters. How about that? You know, no, there we'll, you we'll get some retribution <laughs> from my daughter, Haley. A little shout out to her there. <laughs> but um, I used to drop them at school and get in. But now that they're grown and Nashville has grown so much that traffic is atrocious here. The little really? little city is now turned into it, it's like a baby Atlanta is what it's turning out to be right now. It's growing that mm. fast. So I will purposely stay up a little later and watch Netflix or just woodwork or tinker on motorcycles or engines, whatever I do at home, you know, sleep in a little later so now my average day will probably, I'll get in around 10, 10.30. I'll try to avoid rush hour. 
and I'll work all the way up till about 6.30 or 7 and be home. So yeah. I've moved it back a couple hours. Instead of like 8 to 5, I'm now 10 to 7, you know? Yeah, well, you got the flexibility, so, and that works. Yeah, and, you know, me and Mama, we're going on 27 years of marriage. We're doing great, you know? We're empty nesters now, and yeah. she's got a life, I've got a life. So it's like yeah, everything works great, you know? That's fantastic, yeah. But so it, let me ask you too. It really is about balance. I wasn't joking when we watched. I thought how appropriate that I watched that karate show, the Cobra Kai, the other night. You know, right. it, it really is. It it makes more sense to me now than it ever did. So yeah, everything in moderation. That's what they say, right? Exactly. And trust <laughs> yeah. me, if you're married or have a significant other, they will let you know when you're out of whack. Trust me. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> So let me ask you too, because along those lines, and, and I hear this come up all the time, because I'm right there with you, and, and this is really why I wanted to speak with you, because this is the message that I just, I want everybody to understand, you know, if you're, if you're just getting into this business, you know, I don't want you to, to take a look at the norm, which is what we just spoke about, you know, 18 plus hour days, you know, maybe there's a time for that in your career when you're getting started, maybe. Um, but it's not sustainable in my opinion, and it's not necessary in my opinion. I think you might agree there because you're clearly living it and showing that it's there's proof that you can have a fantastic career without adhering to that kind of a work schedule. But let me ask you this because I hear this all the time too. So coming from someone like yourself, uh, working with top artists and you know one of the biggest music markets on the planet, uh, working for great record labels, there's there's a thought that like, you know, if, if I'm working with the biggest artists, I need to be available, like you just said, on the weekends or in the evening, because what if they call? What if they call and I'm not answering their calls? They're not going to hire me the next time. Well, what I've noticed from your discography, Billy, is that you have a lot of repeat clients. You know, people who have come back, you know, they've had great success with working with you. And these are people on major record labels selling, you know, a lot of, a lot of units, doing a lot of streams, are all over radio. They could go to anybody in the entire world. They're coming back to you time and time again, and it sounds like they're not getting a hold of you on the weekends, and they're probably not getting you a hold of you nights. Now, maybe, you know, as with everything, there's exceptions. You know, sometimes we do work weekends. Sometimes we do work nights. I'm assuming that's the case with you. It's not a never, um, most likely, I'm assuming. But what would you say to that? I mean, uh, because my per- – just to interject, actually, my personal feeling is – um, you know, if you can set the, the tone with these clients ahead of time and it's not like laying down the laws, like do not call me here. Do not, you know, I'm not available. It's not that. I totally, um, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, there are exceptions, but for the most part, a lot of times I'll finish up something and then I shut down the studio email off the mixes and then on halfway on the drive home i go hey could you pop up that guitar solo half db or everything's great or we hate it we need these changes blah 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 i'm like absolutely first thing in the morning my friend i I just left the studio i'm halfway on the interstate but i'd be glad to put you at the top of the list the first you know tomorrow morning i'll get it for you i'll knock it out now obviously if there's a super emergency which Nine times out of ten, there's not after working hours, you know? Right. Like like I said, nothing you can't send off to a mastering house or get uploaded to Spotify the next morning. I mean, obviously, there are deadlines and whatnot, but for the most part, I don't think I've worked a weekend in probably since 2001, you know? And really? It's just, yeah, yeah, and it's just That's because— amazing. 
And after you do that, people's you don't force it on anybody. You just say, hey, I'd love to get that for you. You know, I'm out climbing Mount Everest this weekend. I'll, I'll do it first thing in the morning, you know. And people all of a sudden start to realize, hey, that Decker's, you know, we'll call him Monday. He ain't coming in on the weekend, you know. He doesn't do weekends. Or, yeah. It's not that he won't. It's just he's told me about five times, yeah, I, I really enjoy my weekends. I'm going to go take kids to the soccer game or whatnot, you know. So without forcing it on people, they'll slowly figure out, you know, or without you being a jerk, like, I don't work weekends, never. Yeah, and that's so, what I was getting at. I mean, I do the sort of same thing. I have a, I bring up my family a lot mm-hmm. when I'm, because, you know, with me, um, you know, I work, I work face-to-face with a lot of people, sometimes not, but even on the phone, I, I, I like to try and have a, and cultivate a great relationship with the people I work with. Right. It's a lot more fun, you know? Who wants to... I, I like to get to know you. Sorry, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just think it's... Right? So I tend to bring up my family and I talk about... Yeah, it's important to me. You know, I used to, you know, miss a lot of dinners and all that. And, you know, I've got kids now and I love to see them and talk about their day. And it's not that... I don't necessarily bring up that I'm leaving at that time every time, but I talk about the fact that I'm at home, like you mentioned, and the weekends, that whole thing. And I've had plenty of clients go, man, I really respect that, you know? Um, the ones... And it's just, the one- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, just going to say it's just. Of course, it's wait just, a minute. You're interviewing me. This is my damn podcast. I'm going to Yeah. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I thought you said you hated a podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's just sort of subtly mentioning, you know, your boundaries. And instead of calling it a boundary, it's just really, it's just talking about your life in a way that's relatable. You know what's And funny? they understand, you know? They, they do. And especially the older they get, the more married they get, the more kids they get, the the more families around them. The the ones that'll wear your ass out are the brand new artists that are not married, they're single, you know. So the good thing to yeah. do with them is when they want you to work on the weekends, they'll be like, dude, are you a loser? Why why don't you have no friends? You have no weekend? What's going on, man? You don't have a girlfriend? You don't have a boyfriend? What what is something wrong with you, man? That's good. But no, don't do that. They won't call you. <laughs> but you get what I you get what I mean. The yeah. The the and those typically are the artists. They're so excited. You know, they've got a record deal. They're young, footloose, and fancy free, and they'll call you five thousand times on the weekend. You know, oh yeah, I'm I'm sitting at my kids little league game. Uh, did I happen to tell you I'm the coach as well? Uh, can I call you back in ten minutes? You know, we're we're in the middle of a game. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to talk about the kick drum sound you got. That was so awesome. That's right. And, and inside you're thinking, you know what? Can't this wait till Monday? You know, go get a life. Go do something. But and you're you 100%. Smi- yeah, you yeah, just smile 100% and you right, take man. Yeah. You, you just smile and take it. And then just, I literally believe that good guys actually do finish first. You know what I mean? I may be wrong and I may not get the last laugh in life, but I truly believe that just be a decent human. I I spoke at a conference, the uh, URM Summit. There was probably 100, 150 kids there, and somebody raised their hand, and I was just showing how to mix and my whole process and stuff. And this kid raised a hand, he goes, hey, <clears throat> he goes, do you have any advice for any of us out there trying to get into the business? And I mean, it's the most, the most classic question. And I stopped right. and thought, and I'm like, you know what? Don't be a dick. Just <laughs> don't up, be right? a dick. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
So much so that the kid went home, him and his buddy, and about a month later, I love IPAs. I love drinking all different kind of IPAs. He sent me four IPA custom glasses that had my face. They took off the my website and that bl- awful blue shirt that's on every damn picture you've ever seen. I have since burned that goddamn <laughs> shirt. Uh, don't mean to take, I don't mean take the Lord's name in vain. I'm sorry, but that shirt is no more. But anyway, on the glass, it had me and that shirt, and then it said, below it, it said, don't be a dick. <laughs> on four glasses. So I had a buddy come over the other night, and he's like, I want my own dick glasses. How come I don't have dick glasses? And I'm like, well, you, you can drink out of my dick glasses. That's great. You get the, you get the shirt, a hat, you can get the whole line going. Exactly. <laughs> so apparently that saying made sense, and it so much so that somebody stopped and thought, you know what? I'm going to put that on a glass. That's good advice. Yeah. But it, it's so true what you said. I mean, nine times out of ten, these so-called emergencies are not emergencies. And no. I think that, you know, we're sort of brought up to think, you know, customer's always right. And we sort of want to tiptoe around the, around the idea of telling them no ever. Um, and really, most times they're fine with a no or a later. Hey, not now, later. They're really fine with that. There's always exceptions. There's going to be some people who just, they're not going to bend. It's their way or the highway. That's going to happen. You're going to see them. Sometimes you lose a, a job or sometimes you change your schedule to accommodate. Um, or that's, sometimes you actually gain a job. So I'll give you a great example. I had a new great. artist on, uh, I think he was on Universal. He still is. And he did a record and... The producers at the time, there was two producers, which will remain nameless because I still work for them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But they actually said it was his first record, young kid, full of piss and vinegar, you know what I mean? 25, 26 years old. And he was wanting, he's very, very hands-on, very involved with the project. Some people are, some aren't. He's very involved, like pushing faders himself, tweaking EQs, you know? All right. And his producer said, okay, we have your record done. You get 30 minutes on each song, and that's it. No more recalls. And he's like, what? This is, this is my life. He's, he's thinking to himself, because I know this for a fact. He's like, you guys get to go on and do another record and get paid, so it's probably not that big a deal to you, but yeah. this is the rest of my life. I want it to be, I might not get another chance, so I want this to be exactly how I want it. I'm the artist. Yeah. I get that prerogative. So he went through the process, hated it. I got a call because I mixed a demo for him that he thought sounded cool, and he heard about my reputation for like free recalls, being this easy, laid-back guy, willing to go the extra mile. Cut to the chase. I got the entire record I remixed. He came in. We tweaked for probably three weeks. I mean, 12-hour days. It was grueling. But... I knew, and I had never been pushed that hard before, you know, and oh, just, yeah. and I kept telling myself, customer service, you're just smile and it's, you get to go on too, Decker. So make him happy. You know, maybe he'll come back someday. So long story short, I ended up doing that whole record. That month turned into the biggest money month I've ever had in 25 years, just because I got this entire major label record. He told a friend. That friend called me. I did an indie record for that. You add all this different stuff up. 
So there's an example of where, hey, just do your job, be a nice guy, accommodate somebody else, and maybe you will win, you know? So Yeah. And to this day, he actually just cut a few more sides and is working with a different producer, and that doesn't use me, you know, because Nashville is real... Uh, work usually comes from producers here in Nashville. Yeah. So a producer will call you. A producer has his guy or gal that he uses to mix, whatnot. So, But it's all cyclic. So I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just going to let that process play out. I gave him a thumbs up when he told me he cut some new sides. And I'm like, yeah, he'll probably call me in about six months, you know, when they get done mixing and cutting, overdubbing. He gets two recalls. He's pissed again. He'll come back. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm just smiling all the way to the beach house, you know. That yeah, I haven't bought yet, but hopefully one of these days, <laughs> all this patience will pay off, and and that will pay for it. So, yeah, that's funny, man. That's great. That's a good story. Well, hey, so let me ask you then. Let Let's just dive into this this book a little bit. So, yeah, <clears throat> template mixing. I mean, if anybody's mastered it, it's clearly you. Um, you know, I, I think I've heard you say that you're doing about two, two hour mixes, three hour mixes sometimes. Mm, um, that's, that's pushing it long wise. Uh, <laughs> I've oh, got yeah. it down to about 45 minutes now. Oh, so. damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, right, and so by the time this interview is over with, you could have mixed oh, about six songs. <laughs> well, I don't usually tell this story. I have told it one other time, but. Back in 2002, a songwriter friend of mine in December was heading home to go back home for Christmas. And he had a publishing deal, and his deal was up the terms, and you have to submit a quota of songs. He didn't have his quota high enough. So he went in and did a triple session, uh, which is five songs a session, and he added a couple more. So he had 17 songs, called me up, and he said it was a... Uh, Thursday night, he goes, dude, I need you to mix 17 songs tomorrow because I'm flying out. I have to turn these in before I fly out to Colorado to see my family, and I've got to meet my quota at the publishing deal, so they re-up my option, so I have a job. I'm like, I'll see you in the morning. So he dropped (laughs) off the drive. I mixed 17 songs. Uh, He came back about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, came, sat down, he goes, all right, let's listen to the first one. He literally hit the space bar, would listen to a verse and a chorus and go, that sounds good. Turn the vocal up. Print. Next. We did that. We got out of there at 11 o'clock at night, emailed all those MP3s over to his publisher, and he met his quota. He got re-upped. I made a butt ton of money that day. (laughs) I had an earache for the next, like, three days. It was woo-woo. I was, like, going to a never-ending concert. But... <clears throat> to this day, 17 is the most I've ever done in one day. And it wasn't That's because insane. I chose to do it. It was out of necessity. But it worked. <laughs> right, yeah. It worked. It worked. That's and insane. even better, four of those, uh, actually out of those 17, got cut. Major label cuts. That's fantastic. <laughs> so that, 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 that's kind of a fun story. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to beat you there. <laughs> and the, the songwriter actually was the guy that coined the name decorator which is kind of like this it's my email it's my hashtag whatever you know because he came in he goes all right decker time to decorate my music today that's great (laughs) and i was like oh that that's that's kind of stupid it's kind of goofy but 
you know what? People will not forget it. So to this day, I actually have people that don't know my name is Billy Decker. They just know me as the decorator. Decorator? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's all right. It spends the Billy. same. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have a first name? <laughs> so that's where well, basically the book came about, working that fast and whatnot. Yeah. Um, a gentleman heard an inter- or read an interview over in the United Kingdom, uh, this, I don't want to say amateur recording engineer, but I guess it was his hobby. It wasn't his job, so I guess I could say not his full-time job mm-hmm. engineer, but he worked in the book publishing thing. He was retired, and he read an article of me in Sound on Sound, and he's like, wow, that's nobody's actually everybody's done tons of books before about recording but nobody's done about this where we actually plug in the exact settings and it sounds like you it's like giving the ghost up you know so he called me and said do you want to do a book i said sure he's like well i need this 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 and we just kind of chatted and then two months later he emails me back he goes here's the book and so he wrote it all out. I provided him screenshots, my method. He would ask questions, of course. We would correspond. Right. But after I proofed it, he, he goes, okay, now go through this and make sure this is what you would say because I'm, I'm speaking in your term, you know? Yeah. And uh, so we did that, and then he goes, okay, now it's time to publish the book. He goes, we can self-publish. He goes, we'll make more money split-wise because we don't have to give – you know, all the splits mm-hmm. to like a, a, a record co- a publishing company, but it won't be as well known and, and anybody can basically self-publish. So it might not be as like the feather in your cap, you know, or we can get a publishing deal. I've got some friends. I said, whatever you want to do, this is, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that you're interested in me and go on for the ride. So he goes, okay, I'll talk to you soon. So like a month later, he calls me up and goes, Hey dude, we got a publishing deal. So the Crowwood press over in the United Kingdom published the book uh, and it was cool because I've tried to get artists before. I'm a mix engineer, not really a producer. I've done a few things, you know, where I've actually signed contracts, got paid in advance, stuff like that from record companies. Mm-hmm. But f- for the most part, I stay in my lane like that. Stay in your lane, bro. That one commercial, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to piss off all the people that hire me. You know, I don't want to step on their toes and get in their work. Good point. So uh, he goes, or the the publishing company sent me a contract, they sent me an advance, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I've been trying to get people record deals and dive into that world my whole life. I could never actually crack that. I even played in a band back in college and was like, oh, I'm going to be a rock star. And here I am, I, I decide to write a book, and first time out, I get a publishing Just deal. like I'm that, like, yeah. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so that's that's how it all came about. But yeah, they're, they're, they're great people. It's It's all over Amazon. It's got pushed back a little bit here in the States because of the COVID stuff, you know, the printing press is closed down, but it'll yeah, be you're not alone in January there, yeah. and, but it's available overseas. So all my overseas friends have been calling and going, you know what? I was skeptical at first, but really this works. You can plug yeah. it into any DAW. And I basically wanted, here's my theory. If everybody sounded like me, I'd listen to the radio all the time. You know what I mean? It'd be great. I'd never, <laughs> I'd never turn it off. So that, there's an endorsement. There you go. That, that's my reason for writing a book. So everybody sounds like me. So it's for selfish reasons. Yeah. Well, then you wouldn't have the loudest kick drums in Nashville anymore. Kick drums sell <laughs> records. Kick drums sell <laughs> records. 
Well, so you just touched on something there. You guys like, I don't know if it's for me. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, we're not trying to cut corners or, you know, reduce the quality. And that's there's a skepticism there, I think, when people think about templates or even like, you know, using like um, like plug in um, presets or things like that. I mean, you've probably heard it. And usually the 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 argument is, well, I can't bring my unique perspective to this project if I'm starting with a template that's not really informed by anything that's in front of me. It's just so um, and I totally understand why someone would feel that way. But what would be your argument against that? So here's my argument. So you take your car in to get it fixed. And the mechanic goes, oh, wow. Boy, that's going to be, it's going to take me like two days. to. <clears throat> it might even take me two weeks. And you know what? I'm going to have to check the manual. And no, you want him to say, dude, I know exactly what it is. It'll be done in 15 minutes. So here's, <laughs> right. here's my thought. Here's my thought. People are coming to me for... A product, right? I want to deliver it on time, make it sound good, and at a fair price, okay? If I've been doing this for 25 years and I have to go, oh, hang on, I'm going to EQ this. Man, that that kick drum, that's going to take me 30 minutes to EQ. Really? Really? (laughs) I better have a sample or know how to EQ that in about 30 seconds from memory, you know? So I am going to mix your song. I'm going to get it where it sounds good. It's not going to take me very long. I am then going to take all that time that a lot of engineers would, a song a day. Guess what? You can have the rest of the day to tweak. Come on in. We'll play around with your song. I offer endless recalls. It's only going to take me 45 minutes to make it sound good. But if you want to spend all day, why not pass the savings on to your client? They're like, really? That'd be awesome, dude. I'll come in hang... Hence, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, Decker, let me come in the studio. We took all day to mix my song. Even though it was 45 minutes for me, the tweaking is what really makes a great record anyway. And the artist coming in and going, oh, I want that little grunt a little bit up, blah, 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 go through it all. That's what makes a great record. It's their record. You know what I mean? Make it great for them. So that, that has not failed me yet. And if it does, if you've been doing this for 25 years and it takes you a half hour to EQ a kick drum, Maybe you should be in a different line of work. Maybe you should be fixing that car. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's a great way to, to bad, put it. That's yeah. not to badmouth the mechanic, but every mechanic I go to has my car back to me within a day and knows exactly what they're doing, you know? Well, templates are no. Everybody's got their system and their go-tos, right? I mean, who doesn't that's been Absolutely. doing this long enough? Now, why would you want to reset up a session every time you go into it. The template is basically an electronic assistant. You know what I mean? It gets me mixing in about three minutes. I load in a song, boom, all my EQs, my routing, my channels are there. Why do I want to spend an hour recalling settings that I've been using for the last, from scratch? It makes zero sense. I would yeah. rather get in and start <clears throat> mixing. That That's what the job is called. It's not called... Uh, hey, let's go over to Decker. He's the best setter-upper guy I've ever seen in my life, you know? <laughs> no, you say right. he's the best mixer, you know? Not the best that's right. recall guy, setter. That, that, that's just, it makes no sense to me, you know? And yeah. um, what's that that meme that everybody says? It has the guy in the blue shirt louder with Crowder, and he's like, has the cup of coffee, and it says, he says a statement and says, fight me or debate, change my mind or something like All that. All right. <laughs> I literally... 
had somebody superimpose my face on that guy, and it was they made a funny meme in this engineering class thing, and it said, uh, it takes me 45 minutes to mix your song. Change my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's a perfect example. I mean, it's, it's, it makes no sense to me. To just waste well, hey, there's time. a lot of people that love your records. They're charting. They're doing all the things that any artist or client could possibly want. Who cares how long it took you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and they, you know what? It it it. You don't even have to like what I do to understand. I am saving you time and maybe making you aware of something that you don't know. It'll work on any doll. I've had friends that work on Reaper that called and said, "Dude, I was able to cut down." My setup time, I actually took my wife to the doctor, drove her back, still got all my work done, where before I was in the studio for six, seven hours, you know? Yeah. He's like, thank you for making me aware yeah. of this. It's the most common sense thing, but the stupidest thing you overlook, you know? Yeah. yeah who wouldn't want more time in, in their days? Yeah. It, it, right? it, it, yeah. There you go. So then are, are you, so, so let's go a little deeper then. Are you using, you don't have a template. Like, I know you've got a lot of templates. I do. I do. Are you mix and matching? Is it kind of like the, the template of the week? That's a very good way to put it. So any song can become a template. All you do is erase the audio, keep the shell, and then yeah. in, in Pro Tools, you can import your session data, and then you hold down Control and Option, and it keeps the audio from going left and right, only up and down. So it keeps everything in time. I'm sure there's a Logic function, Reaper, Studio One, that does the same thing. Uh, but that's all it is. So you just find something that you think sounds good, and then that becomes a new template or a template of the day. I've got a whole folder of templates that I keep. And yeah, I mix and match them all the time. I'm like, man, that was a really cool snare blend I stumbled onto. And it was because, yeah. not necessarily of something I did different, but because of the source material. So these days, the main thing that changes for me is the source material. And it will, the, the way a snare was recorded in the studio will change that entire blend of four that I've had set up in the book and have used forever it sounds totally different because the real one is reacting to the other ones. Maybe it's got an overtone ring or it's real dead or you out of phase and you flip the phase and all of a sudden everything comes to life. So, and there actually has been times where I've thrown one of the samples out of phase on purpose because it gives it a, a little clicky sound and it mm. actually cut through the mix. So I know you're not That's supposed to do that, but it actually does work as long as it, it's not flaming. Let me, let me say yeah. that. But yeah, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 as easy as I can put it. I do have <clears throat> templates that I use on a daily basis, and then if I stumble across something that sounds good, I'll save it. And I usually name it uh, the name of the artist, so it'll say um, John Doe, and it's like a Canadian artist I mix, and I just call it um, John Doe template or whatever, you know. Mm. So, and I'm curious. I mean, you know the. You're not the first person to use a template. No, but you've, not at all. You, you've really nailed the use of it. Was there anybody that, along the way in your career that you saw doing this or someone who inspired you? And maybe it was even, because again, we've been talking a little bit about work-life balance. Maybe it had nothing to do with audio, but someone you came across who was just figuring a little hack for their life that was just providing them more productivity and more efficiency. Is there anything like that you came across where it was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take something from this person over here and apply it over here? 
It was. I read an article back in uh, Mix Magazine when it used to be Mix Magazine and now instead of like a paper-thin Mix article yeah. <laughs> or Mix advertisement where it's just nothing but advertisement. <laughs> and you know what? I, I my Not to get off the subject, but I always wanted to be in Mix Magazine and I never to this day have. And now it's just an advertisement, so it's like... Oh, yeah. But I ended up getting in Sound and Sound, so I was like, oh, that, that's awesome, but... Way back in the day, Mix Magazine was my Bible. I read in Mix Magazine where Chris Lord Algae was doing this, but he was on a console. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm on Pro Tools. I wonder if I could do the same thing. So that's how I kind of just figured out robbing from Peter to pay Paul and sliding these template skins over audio and importing the audio in and figuring out that command by just Googling. Back in the day, I think the only website available was Gear Sluts. You remember that thing way back, long time ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I found that command option, somebody figured that out on like Pro Tools 5.1 or so. I don't even know, 4.3. Yeah. I, was, I was way back in the day. Uh, so that would be probably the start of when I started trying to figure it out when I read about Chris Lord Algae, how he would just plug new audio in and his console would stay the same, you know, he or his gear on the back wall. He never touched his gear. He just set it, and then if he needed to change it, he had another piece of gear he plugged into. So, and that's what allowed me to incorporate that. And you know what's funny is, fast forward 15 years, I actually finally got to meet him. He came into the studio, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. He he validated some of the stuff that I'd been doing, uh, which made me feel really good. And then he also mm. said, why in the <clears throat> hell are you doing that? That's the dumbest stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't do that ever again. You know, and he's like, "Quit putting L two." He's like, "Quit putting L two L two on your two bus. That's stupid. Don't ever do that again." <laughs> he's like, "Get it mastered." And I'm like, "I'm mixing demos. I can't afford to get all this stuff mastered." He's like, "I don't care. Don't put an L two on your <laughs> bus. That's stupid." And did you take it <laughs> off or did you leave it? No, I left it on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I actually, I actually mixed another number one. Like a year later, and I sent it to him. I said, hey, I put the L2 on the two bus and just wanted to let you know, and I screenshotted the chart <laughs> position. He's like, well done, well done. <laughs> he, 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 he was a really nice guy, though. It was, yeah. you, know, you know how sometimes people say when you meet your heroes, you're disappointed? So never meet your heroes because you always be let down. He yeah. did not disappoint. He was, he was straight two thumbs up. Great, great guy. I didn't get to That's meet him great. very long. I've talked to him maybe three or four times, bumped into him one other time at NAM. And mm. uh, when I did see him at NAM, he looked at me across the room. He goes, Hey, L2 guy. He didn't even remember my name, but he remembered the L2 guy. Hey, L2 guy. <laughs> Decorator, like, hey, L2 you. guy. Yeah, he didn't, even, he didn't even remember my name. He's like, L2 guy. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, he, he was good. So yeah. pretty much the Bible. I, I'm a big fan of his, big fan of like Mutt Lang, Mike Shipley, Randy Staub, that whole, you know, yeah. the the bigger is better group, larger than life stuff. I just, I came up on that. So that's why I kind of do that stuff, you know? Well, their stuff stands up still. So that's still a good place to start. Uh, well, listen, Billy, we've been going at this for a while. I don't want to take up any more time. <clears throat> I, I really appreciate it, you know, like I said, you probably could have mixed six songs by now. I owe you a <laughs> fat check. But, um, you know, I just want to say, too, because I think that's kind of it's, it's important, you know, when you're talking to people who do what you do. You know, you mentioned, you know, meeting Chris and sort of validated mm. some of what you were doing, someone that you looked up to. And 
I just want to say, just talking with you and reading what you've been talking about, I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, it's sort of validated what I feel like I'm doing with my career is hearing someone who's had just phenomenal success as a clearly a, a stand-up guy and um, just watching, you know, the way you work from afar. Um, you know, the, the whole efficiency, the productivity thing, the work-life balance, it's so big to me and to see someone else do it and to to make it, it, it doesn't just happen by itself. You know, it's got to be a priority. You got to like consciously say, okay, this is how I'm going to make my day. So I'm going to make my week, my life, et cetera. And this is how it's going to happen. And you've so clearly laid out the blueprint for everyone here. And I just want to just give you a huge thank you because, you know, this is stuff I've been preaching and to hear you echo it and, and to show your perspective on it um, means the world to me. And I, I think it's going to be really valuable to everybody who listens. So just big, big thank you today, Billy. Well, thank you for having me on and letting me gibber on for an hour. Just just remember, <laughs> you're, you've only got a limited amount of time to do stuff. You know what I mean? We yeah. all age out. Well, somebody else will come along and be bigger and better and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so always, I guess my biggest thing I like to preach is just never stop learning. You know, it's even fun for me to hear something and go, Oh my gosh, I can't do that. How do they do that? So maybe on a day off, I'll come in and try new sample combinations or try to figure out how somebody does it, you know, but the minute you stop learning and think you're the best, in my opinion, that's when you die and you get passed up and left behind, you know? So I think that's what keeps me motivated is hearing something that I can't do and then trying to decode it and figure out how to do it and calling people or listening to podcasts and interviews, you know. I'm a big student of audio and I've always tried to I preach it but I try to actually apply it, you know, and not quit yeah. learning myself. So, yeah. Well, there's way too much to learn. It's changing so often and so quickly. Oh, Every really Pro Tools is. update and gear and everything else are just, you know, just philosophies, just the way the way we're going about it. You know, mm -hmm. records are just sounding so good. You know, you hear so often, no, records just sound so good. They did used to sound so good. They sound freaking great today, though, too. <laughs> just a different kind of good, you yeah. know? And that's probably what they're going to say in 20 years. So if yeah. I can go down in history as the L2 guy, I'm, I'm more than happy to... <laughs> Carry that mantra. <laughs> Put it on everything. L2, 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 L2. That's fantastic. I'm well, teasing. once again, uh, thank you so much, everyone. This is L2 guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get either a glass or a T-shirt It's going to show up in my mailbox, and I'm going to owe somebody something. You know? Yeah. L2, well, if, put an L2 yeah. on it. If anyone would love their mixes to have an L2 on it or to do what Billy Decker does, <laughs> <laughs> you can hit him up at billydecker.com. Uh, that's his website. Please, uh, um, please, please call on the weekend. Yeah, call him on the weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in, interrupt, interrupt the the Mount Everest climb, and that's right. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Decker boards and the motorcycles, but yeah, you, you're living a full life, man. That's, that's that's fantastic. Hobbies are good. Everybody needs a hobby to keep your mind clear, so you can come back energized in the next day. You know, and remember what got you there in the first place. So yeah, live life, well, uh, enjoy life. Don't take it yeah. for granted. So I just want to get the book title right again. Uh, just remember, uh, Template Mixing and Mastering, The Ultimate Guide to Achieving Professional Sound. You can grab that at Amazon.com. As of this taping, you can get a digital version there. Uh, once we come out of this whole COVID slump, the hardcover uh, will be available in the U.S. Hopefully, we're looking at January. Is that right, Billy? Yes, sir. All right. So it'll, it'll be here, just a little hold up with, with manufacturing because of the whole pandemic. 
and um, remember, if the world does end, you could use it for toilet paper because it's very nice pages. They're expensive, <laughs> and if you fold it in half, it doesn't tear too much. It won't, <laughs> irritate, your, won't yeah. irritate your skin if we do run out of tear toilet paper. Yeah, possibly less expensive. Who knows the price guy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I just want to remind everyone again, uh, adamclaremont.com slash client list. Go grab that guide. Get yourself started acquiring new clients uh, with an easy step-by-step guide. Uh, that's all we got. This was, man, I, I'd encourage you all to, to listen back to this. So many great words of wisdom, some, some great actionable steps and, and insights on, on how to just have a great life with a great career um, and working faster. So check out that book. Check out billydecker.com. And I will catch you on the next one.